it's Julie Van Warmer again with another episode of Unshaken. This is a podcast of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church, and as always, I am so thankful you're joining me. Hey, before we jump into today's podcast episode, I just want to encourage you to head over to your favorite podcast directory like Apple Podcast or Google Podcast and subscribe, maybe even give us a little review. That's helpful to us to be able to get our podcast out to more people because the more people you sub- that subscribe, the better chances of more people seeing about our podcast. Uh, don't forget to head over to our email if you want to send us an email. It's at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you about your suggestions of future episodes or really anything you want to talk to me about. I'd be happy to get into a conversation with you. Um, so shoot me an email when you can. And as always, you can join our Facebook page, Unshaken Podcast. It's just a really great place for you to dialogue with other Unshaken listeners about what you're learning and how you are applying what you're learning. Well, uh, here we go into our episode for today. Well, did you know that we've been working on dealing with some of the spiritual disciplines or I guess basically just living out your faith every single day of your life this season. So today we're going to keep with this theme and I have two lovely ladies in the studio with me. Hey, just a side note, um, the studio is actually my house. We're right now sitting in my bedroom, which is kind of funny. Um, It's amazing how technology works uh, to put together a podcast. Some of you may not even know that I sit and do the editing of these myself. There's not really a whole lot of fabulous technology here. I guess we could just celebrate the small beginnings, right? We've talked in other seasons in multiple different episodes about this particular um, topic, but we haven't devoted an entire episode to this one little item that actually packs a powerful punch in our lives. We're gonna focus today on the importance of scripture memory. I was um, actually just talking to a friend the other day about how we are living in a time in history with really the most literate people. And, And actually that's fabulous. I'm thrilled that people can read fluently. It's important. But it's interesting how things have changed over the course of time. Like obviously stories and information was passed via verbal word for years. And it probably wasn't until the invention of the printing press and the ability to mass produce books that promoted the concept of stories and information passed down in written form. Now, okay, this isn't a history lesson, so hang tight, but I think it's good for us to think about how this has changed over time and it really fits in with our topic today. I think of the Puritan era where people read many chapters of the Bible, I would say like, you know, 10 chapters of the Bible in one sitting, and they memorized huge passages. And they probably owned one Bible, and that was probably their main book. So it's pretty crazy to think about how we have changed since then. And I actually think we could learn a lot from our brothers and sisters of the Puritan age, right? Um, They loved the written word of God and they memorized these huge passages and then they could carry those on. They encouraged their children to memorize them. So I'm excited because this is our topic today. And I have two lovely guests. I have with me Debbie Forney and Bronwyn Rusko. And I'm so glad you ladies are here to join me today. Uh, Thanks for having us. us. (laughs) Great to be here. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm picked you two ladies for a lot of reasons. Okay. You are beautiful and I love you. It's easy to talk to you. So this is going to be easy to talk, right? We're going to have good conversation, but really the main reason that I love both of you and wanted you on this particular episode is because number one, you love God's word. And I know that about both of you. And number two, you have spent time together memorizing really big passages of the Bible. And I want to learn from you. And I think it's good for our listeners to learn from you too. So we're going to talk about that. Um, We're going to talk about 
why we would memorize, how to memorize, maybe even some really good tips. I'm excited to hear these. And how memorizing impacts us and even maybe impacts other people. So let's start with a little bit about each of you. I know this is the part of the podcast that when I interview a guest, they go, do I have to tell all this information? (laughs) But it's okay. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your favorite places to go, maybe your favorite people, your favorite treat, you know, maybe even your favorite Bible verse since we're talking about scripture memory. Debbie, why don't you start? Okay. Well, my favorite place to go is the mountains. I'm a mountain girl. And if you put a a lake in the mountains, (laughs) that's ideal. Okay. That Um, sounds fun. Yeah. Love being in the mountains. Um, My favorite people, I'd start with my family. Mm -hmm. My husband, Bob, we've been married almost 35 years. That's awesome. Yeah. We have five adult children, a daughter and four sons. Our oldest two are married and they live across the country. Far away. away. With our grandchildren. And Uh, there are five grandchildren. Wow. Yeah. So we don't get to see them very often, but I'm really grateful for FaceTime. So one of them is in, what are the states they're in? Idaho and California. Okay. So that's a long way away. A long ways away. And FaceTime comes in handy. Yes. I'm very grateful for FaceTime (laughs) and phone calls. Yes, definitely. Yes. And we have um, our three youngest sons live in the Toledo area. Nice. Nice. And they're all around. Floating around, busy, doing things, that's good. Doing what they're doing. All right. You got a favorite treat? Favorite treat has to be homemade cherry pie with ice cream on the side. Oh, yes. Do you make this homemade cherry pie? I do. I hear you are an amazing baker. Well, I like pie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So I figured out as a teenager how to make pie, Yay. and I've been making pie ever since. All right. I need a lesson because I'm not very good at it. <laughs> You're so. welcome to come over anytime. All right. Anytime. Okay. So favorite Bible verse. Yeah. That's really tough because yes. <laughs> how do you choose just one? I really don't have just one. Yeah. But if I had to answer that question right now, I would say Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Mm-hmm. What is Trust it? in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he, he will, will make, make your paths straight. I have that one memorized. Amen, sister. <laughs> I think I remember hearing you mention this verse on yes. a, a previous yes. podcast. I think it's good. Um, I think it's. I agree with you that there are so many Bible verses, it is super hard to pick one. Like, it's it just is. too hard. It is. So we should, instead of saying favorite, we should say, what is one of your favorites? One of your favorites. Okay, so I'll do that to you, Bronwyn, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, um, and so Bronwyn, it's your turn. Okay, so I think I would piggyback on um, what Debbie said. I grew up in the mountains in South Africa, and... Wait a minute, wait a minute. South Africa? <laughs> yeah. This, we're in, like, the heart of Ohio. <laughs> what are you talking about? God's providence. I don't yes. know how I ended up yet. <laughs> um, so mountains and... Um, just the country. I love mm. the country. I just feel at home in the country. Um, my favorite people, I would say as well, family. My immediate family, like my parents and my siblings, are all in mm-hmm. Canada. So they are some of my favorite people. And my church family, really, really um, blessed by them. And then obviously my husband and my two kids. So mm-hmm. my favorite treat, it changes often. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it be taking often these days? Well, so I am currently pregnant, and um, I I just get weird cravings when I'm pregnant. My previous pregnancy, I craved vinegar, which is really weird. (laughs) 
I would just make a lot of potatoes and put chips, <laughs> potato chips and put oh, yes. uh, vinegar Oh, no, in. that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Right now, it is plain Greek yogurt. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. I, I go through about a tub a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, and you eat it plain. Just plain. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't think I can do it plain. I like it with a little bit of fruit, yeah. a little honey, but yeah. I cannot do it plain. Oh, I, I like that too. But for some reason, just maybe the 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 Greekness of it. I'm not sure. Ah! <laughs> maybe the I don't know. Is it fermented? I'm not sure. But yeah. there's something like the tang of it that I really yeah. like. Um, and then my favorite, well, one of my favorite verses um, that always comes to mind whenever I'm asked this question is um, Philippians two nine to 11 it says for this reason also god highly exalted him speaking of christ so the whole chapter is on christ's humility mm-hmm. so it's speaking of christ um highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name so that at the name of jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue will confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father mm-hmm. like, to me that just paints such a, a wonderful picture of one day every single knee mm-hmm. yes. will bow yep. to the, our lord and savior yeah, that's a great verse. I, I've mentioned before, Philippians is my favorite book of the Bible. Yes, <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. You know, one thing you mentioned, Bronwyn, that I think is really good to highlight is the fact that you said some of your favorite people are your church family. And what's interesting to me is you're not from here. No. So you came from South Africa to Canada, right? Right. And then you came here because God blessed you with a husband. You got yeah. married here in, this, yeah. in the United States. But it's interesting how that is really your family is, oh yeah. I mean, you have. I know you have real family, right? Right. Flesh and blood family, but our church is a really important thing mm-hmm. in our I lives, agree. and we should. I yeah. love that you gave that example to be involved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Should, it should happen. So. And it does. It, when you do find a good church, it does feel like home to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Okay. So I'm so thankful that you guys are here because I personally have memorized some scripture in my life. Um, in fact, this past year at Christ the Word, I've mentioned before on the podcast, we have tried to memorize all of Psalm 103. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say that I made it through. The last couple yeah, verses were hard, yeah, but I did make it through. You did it, Julie. Yay. <laughs> and I remember at the beginning thinking, okay, whoa, that is going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. But you know what we did? We did one verse a week, was slow and steady, and I didn't try to overdo it. Um, we worked on it as a whole family, and I worked on it with a couple of friends, just checking in. Um, this isn't really a common practice for me um, to spend a lot of time on, but I really worked on it this year, and it was really a good thing. So I'm really looking forward to hearing your suggestions because I'm just a newbie at all this. So, <laughs> so I guess I want to start with why should we memorize Scripture? Why can't we just read the Bible? You know, and I mean, reading's good. We've talked about that on the episodes before. Why can't we just stop there? Debbie, what do you think? Well, let me start by referring to the Westminster Catechism. Question three, what do the scriptures principally teach? Now, the catechism answer is, the scriptures principally teach what man is to believe concerning God and what duty God requires of man. So first, scripture is the way we can know who God is. To really know God, we need to know God's word. And memorizing scripture helps us, helps me to know it better, and thereby I can know God better. Mm-hmm. In 1 Samuel 3.21, it says, Because the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. And then in John 1, 1 through 4, and also verse 14, In the beginning was the word, mm. and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. 
All things came into being by him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, that's good. We, this is how we know God. Right. Is by memorizing and right. reading his both. Right. Both things, Both. really. By knowing his word. Yeah. Right. And second, scripture teaches what duty God requires of us. The word is life, and the word tells us how we are to mm-hmm. live. Psalm 119, verse 11. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. In Deuteronomy 8, 3, it says, Man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. And then John 6, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. And Peter answers, saying, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hmm. There's so much in Scripture about uh, about the value and importance of God's Word. And I love that you said it teaches us what duty God requires of us. Right. Like, this is how oftentimes I hear people say, well, what do I, how do I know what God's will is? Mm-hmm. This is it. Exactly. Read God's word and do it. Right. And exactly. certainly there are times it's, it can be like, I'm not sure, like it's not about which job should I take necessarily, mm-hmm. but it is about doing what God calls you to do in your life every day. And right. there's good direction for whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and certainly mm-hmm. when we pray, God leads us to the right job, right? Yes. You know, and he directs us. So he does. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Psalm 119, verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my Mm -hmm. path. So when I take time, Julie, to memorize scripture, it causes me to meditate on it. Hmm. And if I meditate on it, I really do end up memorizing it. Yes. So meditating means I'm making my mind dwell on it. So I'm chewing on it. I'm pondering what it means. And then it causes me to think about how should I live? So God uses his word to convict me of sin also, so that I can confess and repent. Hmm. And in Romans 8, we read that God is conforming those whom he has called to the image of his son, Jesus. Hmm. So my life should be different from the world. Jesus said we're to be in the world, but not of the world. And you know, people are always watching us. Yes, they are. Always. Even when we don't Realize Realize it. (laughs) it. Yeah. So it's really important to live a life that reflects who Jesus Christ is and that I want others to see Christ in me, the hope of glory. Yeah, that is really good points about, I like the word you used, meditate. I think that's important because we would not, if you're going to look up in a concordance, you probably wouldn't find the word memorize. I mean, maybe, Mm -hmm. but you meditate, you're going to find it. And that is really what we're doing. We're, Mm -hmm. We're not just memorizing it just to get it in our brain like we would a vocab word, you know, from high school English class, right? We're doing it so we, it becomes kind of a part of us in that. So that's really good. Bronwyn, how about you? So I love the verses that Debbie just referenced. Um, It just shows how important the word of God is Mm. and how much emphasis God even puts on his own word and how much he wants us to know his word. So I'd say if we're going to commit our minds to anything, memorizing and hiding his word in our heart is just so important. Um, I'd say that reading and memorizing the word are very different and impact our thinking in such different ways. So let's say you're going to read the Bible through in a year. You may just touch on a passage 
once in the whole year and it may not stick in your mind. Um, at least it won't for me. So reading a chapter will help me to understand who God is and understand the context more, who yeah. God is, and I will glean a lot of what God has written. I'll learn more about the author, um, but I'll be taking in a lot of information at once. But if, let's say, I wanted to quote a verse, um, I wanted to pull out something specific from a passage or something comes to mind that I need some guidance on, um, I would probably have to pull out my phone and Google where that passage is and then go grab my Bible. And yes. So even... Yeah, we all do that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I just realized that how much when I do commit... Uh, passages or even just a verse to my mind, I can just pull it out right away yeah. without having to rely on um, yep. something else where I, it may not be available. Yeah, I, I think I've said this before, but my mom was fabulous at this. Mm-hmm. She had so much in her brain, scripture memory memorized that she would, I mean, I felt like she had a verse for everything I did. <laughs> I mean, really. And at times I was like, oh, roll my eyes at her. But it was so good. Yeah. And it was because she had it already packed in there. She didn't have to go, wait a minute, let yeah. me go get my Bible and look it up. Right. She already had it in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so true. Um, one of my first motivators of scripture memory was when I heard um, the story of Corey and Betty Ten Boone. Oh. And um, yeah, they, they're my favorite. Yeah. They, um, so they, they were Christians and they ended up being um, putting the concentration camp because they hid Jews. And they managed to sneak a tiny, tiny little Bible into the concentration camp and nothing else. And I was just thinking at the time, wow, what happens if something happens to me and I get confined in a little space that I have nothing and I don't know God's word? I haven't taken the time to hide it in my in my heart. How would I f- find my refuge? How would I know what God is saying? How would I find comfort mm-hmm. in those times? And so um, I know that that does seem like an extreme example, but it, um, it did light a fire in me to want sure. to hide his word in my heart and to know it for those moments when I actually would not have my Bible there. Yeah. So um, I'd also say that memorizing larger portions of scripture, um, you just realize how every word um, becomes important because every word has to be committed to memory. So all the therefores and the so's and sure. Um, oh, that's a good point. Linking all the verses together, like it, it, it leads into each other and it becomes so important. And it's amazing how just one word can actually change the whole verse. And so <laughs> you think you have it memorized, you've heard it enough times and you quote it and you could actually be saying it wrong because you're just saying it from what you've heard, but you haven't actually taken the time mm-hmm. to read it and commit it to memory. So um, I'd say um, it's easier to glaze over a lot of verses that don't seem to stand out. But when you're memorizing a passage of scripture, um all of it becomes really important. Yeah. All of it. And j- even just the small little pieces that seem insignificant when you're reading through it. And I would guess that you would also understand a verse that might right. not be easily understood if you just pull it out by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you're memorizing the whole thing and kind of meditating on it, I'm guessing that that kind of obscure verse would make more exactly. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. So... I know that a lot of people say this, <laughs> um, but my memory is actually pretty bad. And when I, when I told my husband that, he laughed and he <laughs> kind of agreed. Yes. <laughs> Especially when I put something of his away and I'm like, I have no idea where I put it. I'm sorry. 
Um, and so I know a lot of people say that and they will use that as an excuse for not memorizing scripture. They'll say, my memory is just too bad. I can't do it. Um, but I can genuinely say, I think my short term memory is worse than average. Um, and especially when there are a ton of details. So for a while, uh, you know, for many years, actually, I was reading the word every day. Um, and then afterwards wouldn't remember what I'd actually read. And that evening I would think, what, you know, what did I read this morning? And then I would get discouraged because I know I'd spent an hour reading the word and couldn't remember what I had actually read. So, um, I just began to start incorporating Bible memory into my Bible study. And as soon as I started doing that, my understanding and connecting and loving the word took Mm -hmm. off and became Mm -hmm. so precious to me. And it really did stick in my mind. And um, it just became such a joy, like the the time in the word. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So one more. (laughs) That's okay. Keep going. (laughs) There's so many reasons to memorize the word. (laughs) Um, So another reason I'd say memorizing God's word is so important is because of trials and suffering. Um, I never, I never um, set out to memorize scripture because of this reason, but I did go through a season of suffering um, Mm. and things seemed pretty dark to me. um, But I had spent so many years memorizing his word that it became such a light um, in that dark time um, that committing his word to to memory was bearing fruit in my suffering and his Mm. word led me through the dark times Mm -hmm. and shed lights on the many lies that I was tempted to believe and I walked in the light of his word which would often come to mind when I needed it most Hmm. you know I know that you said oh one more but I think that was my favorite one Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think because it is so it's so tangible yeah because every person listening all three of us sitting here Mm -hmm. have gone through trials yeah Mm -hmm. and what a fabulous thing to do with scripture you've memorized is to just pull that out even if it's one verse right Mm -hmm. and just keep going over that through those trials and it's so helpful for us when we're in them because sometimes you know you may not sitting down to read a long passage it's helpful but sometimes you just need that little nugget of truth right so i think that was my favorite one sorry no it's great (laughs) i love it i loved them all i think that's all such a good foundation for why we need to memorize god's word and i always ask every podcast we have the same thing that we always ask what does the bible say about this topic which is kind of funny today because i'm asking what does the bible say about memorizing it right So does it actually say anything? Because I don't really remember seeing the word memorize in the Bible. Okay, Julie, I've got some scripture verses for you. (laughs) Okay. Oh, no. Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9. I'll just read part of them. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words, which I am commanding you today, shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. Mm, that's a good one. Joshua. Uh, that's a good one, because okay. it's, it focuses on the heart. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm, I'm picking up a theme here, Daddy. Keep the going. The heart. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Joshua 1, verses 6 through 9. Um, You shall meditate on it, that's referring to this book of the law, day and night, Mm. so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. And that 
I think tells us not only meditate, but when. <laughs> yes. Basically all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Psalm 1, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Mm. And then from the New Testament, Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ richly mm. dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Okay, there's that word hearts again. Mm -hmm. So definitely what I just heard from you was like two key words. It was the concept of meditate, yes, which isn't the word we usually say. We usually say memorize, but I think they're pretty similar, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when so. it comes to God word, God's word. Right. But also the idea that it's a heart action it isn't just to be a action that we do in our brain correct yeah right. do you have mm -hmm. other verses too Bronwyn um I have a couple more um those were great but I have um actually I have probably three more I think so Deuteronomy eleven eighteen says fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads mm. and then also um Psalm 119 97 to 100 says oh how I love your law I meditate on it all day long your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies I have more insight than my teachers for I meditate on your statutes i have more understanding than my elders for i obey your precepts um so what stands out to me there is that um, how are we supposed to meditate on god's word day and night all mm. the time unless yeah. we have it um hidden in our hearts unless we have it memorized um and then also ephesians 6 13 to 17 says, therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hmm. That's got so many really good things. I heard the idea of girding your loins with truth. Right. And that's where we find truth is when we memorize God's word. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Bible is hundred percent accurate and that's it's right. all hundred percent truthful. Mm -hmm. So no matter what you memorize in it, it's going to be truth. And, and especially in today's day and age with all the things that happen in our world, yeah. we better know truth. Yeah. So that's really motivating to me. Those are just really fabulous verses. Um, it, it really reminds us how important it is that we kind of train our brain to memorize them, yeah. even if we think it's too hard, yeah. right? It, it's good. Um, and it helps me know what memorizing means. It's more meditation. It's more, um, I think you said, um, you know, you're kind of dwelling on it all day long. Mm -hmm. You're soaking it up like a sponge. I love all those verses. I love that they actually don't use the word memorize. Um, and they use meditate. I think it's just really good to remember. I think of those classes I took in high school or college where you had to memorize all those vocabulary words or, you know, the parts of the body systems. I remember memorizing my states and capitals, which I just have to say, I can do them all. I can do them all for you. I can still sing the song, but I won't, um, that you. I learned them with, right? Um, but it, it really does help us to memorize, and then it helps us to carry it on to the rest of our lives. Um, now, let's say someone's listening, and they want to start memorizing. So, do we just flip the Bible open and just see what verse pops up? You know, do we end up in Leviticus and start memorizing there? Or where would you think would be a good place to start? And how, like, how much should we start with? 
Debbie, why don't you start us off? Well, if you've never done Bible memory, I would say start with simple verses. And hey, if you've not done it before, how about starting in the beginning? Sure. Genesis 1-1. That's good. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yep, that's a good one. And then let's go to John 3-16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And I have to say that no one can see us right now, but I just want everyone to know that Debbie actually is just speaking those <laughs> verses, like literally. So keep going. Any others? Oh, now you're really putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, I would also encourage you to consider little bigger chunks. So what I read earlier in Deuteronomy 6, mm-hmm. 1 through 9, is very good. John 1, 1 through 4. Um, Proverbs you three. that one too. Yep. John one. Yep. Yep. And I already talked about Proverbs three. Oh yeah. Five and six. Um, and actually, we we can put all of that. I see your okay. list. Yeah. You have quite it's the list there. Yeah. But we'll put all your list of verses, and if Bronwyn has any, we'll put those <laughs> all on our show notes because you may want to take those off and start like one a week yeah. or one that you learn until you get it down, right? It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be a week. It could be two weeks. It sure. could be three days, right. whatever works. Whatever. So we'll put mm-hmm. those on right. um, because I think it's helpful to have an idea of where to start. Yes. Do you have any? Well, I was going to oh, say yeah. when you're ready for something bigger, I would suggest like I started with Psalm 23. Oh yeah. It's That's not a, a really long Psalm, mm. but it's fairly familiar. And yep. so it might be easier for you to memorize. Yes. And it's a whole and, chapter. Then. And it's a whole chapter. Woohoo, you yeah. got the chapter done. Mm-hmm. And Psalm 1 is also excellent. Yes. Yeah, that's a great one to memorize because they both have, both of those have great truths. I mean, yes. Okay. All of the Bible has great truths. But those particular ones have great application for us in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. how about you, Bronwyn? Okay, so I would say that people <laughs> people are so different in what they prefer, but I sure. I actually find um, memorizing bigger chunks easier. Really? Than, yeah. <laughs> and and I I mean I did attempt. I remember in college. Um, attempting doing just one off verses and I struggled so much to do that and um, but then when I started doing bigger chunks I found it actually to be way easier so Hmm. um, and I think it's just preference I think it's the way our minds work and so I think um, if people are going to ask me what to memorize first I would start with the bigger chunks just because it's easier for me um, and it might be easier for other people Um, but I do think that both are really important um, the smaller ones and the bigger ones Sure. So I would, I would recommend um, Philippians two. Ah. I love Philippians two. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Romans eight. Um, actually, <laughs> the whole of Romans. The whole book of Romans. <laughs> but maybe don't start that first. Start with one yeah. chapter. And the, the reason I'm saying Romans eight is because um, Debbie and I just recently did it, so it's fresh in my mind. Um, Ephesians two, James one, um, Ephesians four. Um, Exodus 20, 1 to 17, which what, is the commandments. Is yes, yeah. the ten, ten commandments. Yeah, yeah. the Ten Commandments. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13. And then if you're going to do... I saw it. 
I would say anywhere in the Psalms as well. Like it, yeah. the, the Psalms are very rich. Um, and if you're going to do shorter passages, I would say um, the the gospel verses. So, for instance, uh, Romans five eight says, "God sure. showed His love for us, and while that we were still sinners, Christ died for us." And then also Second Corinthians five twenty one says, "For our sake He made Him to be sin who knew no sin, so that." In him, we might become the righteousness of God. And there's so many other ones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we only touched on a very small right. amount of a list. Yeah. I think the thing that I've learned from both of you, from listening to you, is it really isn't, it doesn't really matter if you memorize a whole passage yeah. or a verse or really which verses you start with. Like, I know for me, sometimes I'd pick a verse because it's what I'm dealing with right now. Maybe that's where you start. Yeah. Maybe you mm-hmm. choose to start in the beginning. Debbie mentioned Genesis. That's great. Maybe you choose to start Romans eight. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. So I think I think what's key to mem- um, to remember is that all of God's word is profitable for life, and He wouldn't yeah. have written it had it not yes. been important for us. So it'll never return void. Yeah. Um, so if it's one passage, one verse, uh, one chapter even a whole book, it will never return void. Your, your time will be well spent. That's committing that's it to true. Yes, that's awesome. Okay, one thing I mentioned is that we memorized Psalm 103 at church over the course of nine months. And we, like I said, took one verse a week, and I thought that was so great. I think that's a great tip to learn. Just, you know, if you're going to learn a big passage, chunk it into little passages, review. But I actually was going to share with you guys a little story. Okay, mm-hmm. so I thought I was so cool. Because at the beginning of the year, I, we were all, our whole family, and like really our entire church was memorizing Psalm 103, and I thought, I know how to do this. So I pulled, um, I pulled my computer out, and I, I made a little printout on my Google Docs, and I printed it out on cardstock, white cardstock, and I pulled out my laminator. I'm a little bit of a nerd, <laughs> and I love my laminator, so I love the smell of the lamination you know, melting together. I just, I love that. Anyway, I know I'm weird, but anyway, so I laminated up a whole bunch of these sheets because I thought we're going to put them all over the house. And I thought, oh, I have this fabulous idea. I'm going to put it in the shower because I mean, you know, what a great place. I'd heard other people do that. And, um, so I laminated it and I got it ready to go in the shower and I bought like a little thing to stick it, you know, like the suction club thing on the wall. And I was so so proud of myself yes. until I got in the shower and realized I can't read without my glasses on. I mean, I'm 47 and I really need my glasses. My print was way too small. And honestly, if I was going to make it big enough so I could read, I'd have to have like a flip chart in the bathroom, in the shower. So it was a good thing though for my other kids because we put it up in you know their shower and they were able to see it. And we had one at the kitchen table. So I guess it wasn't for naught, right? No, like there right. was a benefit to printing those. Yes. Um, I remember well sticking spent. one in my kitchen because I could read. I keep my glasses yeah, on in my kitchen. So, okay. So that's my best tip. Like, you know, don't put one in the shower if you can't <laughs> read with your glasses. But really, laminating it if you can or just putting it all over your house is great. So what about you guys? You guys have any tips? Or suggestions? I think Bronwyn should start with this one. <laughs> All right, Bronwyn, start okay. us off. All right, so I have a few helpful tips that I will, things that I've learned along the way. And then also, um, if you don't mind, I going 
a little more step-by-step -step how to memorize scripture sure. if you've never done it before. That's great. Because a lot of people don't know where to start or how to do it. So I thought that might be helpful. Um, okay. So my first tip would be to have it as part of your morning time in the word. Mm. So let's say um, you have an hour before your kids get up to get in the word. Just dedicate 10 minutes to memorizing scripture. Um, because I find that If I give myself an option and it's a hard thing to do, I probably am not going to do it. So as having it part of my daily time, um, even just 10 minutes, sometimes it's even just five minutes, just something to review. Um, it just takes away any debate or any discussion of whether I'm going to be doing it or not. So the, that would be my number one tip. My, my next tip would be to, because it's easy when you're memorizing a passage to say it to yourself, but then you don't want to look down and see if you've missed a word or not. Um, and so you don't know if you're actually memorizing it correctly. So I would say, listen to the Bible while you are um, saying it, while you're rehearsing okay. it. So I have a Bible app. It's just, you can do it on Bible Gateway. You can do it on version, whichever one. And you can actually um, adjust the speed that you're listening to, to 0.75. Um, that way you don't feel rushed when you're saying it. Oh. And, and then you can listen as well. You're like, oh, wait, I missed that. I missed the whole verse sometimes. Yes. <laughs> or I missed a word. Oh, I mixed these two um, words up. And okay. it's... That is a fabulous idea. Yeah, I started doing that a few years ago, and I found that it has helped me so much because I realized I actually was skipping things, and ah. so it really helped me not to skip things. Hmm. So that leads me into my, my third tip, and that would be to say it out loud. I mean, there have been times when I have just memorized things in my mind, and then when it comes to actually saying it out loud, it feels so awkward, and I forget words, and it just it feels different. And so saying it out loud makes it stick in my mind a lot quicker. For some reason, I'm not sure why that works, but it just works for me. So I'm it's an just, out loud girl. Yeah. When okay. I memorize things, I think that's just good. That's yeah. a good system. <laughs> um, okay, so that's... That will bring me into my steps that I would recommend people take if they okay. are wanting to memorize bigger passages of scripture, or even okay. just like one verse. It, I'm ready the, the for same these. <laughs> the same thing would apply. So I've been memorizing scripture for, I would say, probably 12 years. So um, I developed my own system, but then I also read a blog or an article by Desiring God, and they have a lot of resources on there about memorizing larger portions and even shorter portions of scripture. Um, and so I customized it based on what they were saying, and um, I just found this list is something that I have found very helpful. Okay, so you know what? We're actually, just so you know, we're going to try to put this little section on our show notes too, a little step-by-step -step of what you're going to say. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Because <laughs> people are, are listening in their car and they want to okay. write down, okay, help that's me. That's right. So I want them yeah. to be able to go to those show notes and pull that off and go, okay, here's a way you memorize just to help them get going. Okay. That's okay? great. Yeah, okay. that's good. And so these steps are actually very simple and they are repetitive. So you really just have to memorize, like, well, <laughs> memorize. You just have to know three steps and they will repeat themselves basically. So the first step I would say is take the first verse that you are going to memorize um, and read it five times. So let's take Romans 8, for instance. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Read that same verse five times. And you can read it slowly. You can think about, actually, I recommend you really think about what you're reading. And then after that, so this will be the next step, is now try say it from memory. And you can look down at the passage, at the verse, and glimpse up again if you get stuck. Um, but try to say it 
without actually looking at the verse. So this may take a few tries. And then once you can say it without looking down at the, at the book, then say it 10 times from memory. Okay. In the beginning, it will be hard. It will feel clunky. Um, and you may stumble a little bit. You'll be slower. But the more you say it, you'll realize by the time you get to 10 times, you would actually be pretty quick. Yeah. All right, so there's one, one That's verse. That's great, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the repetition is actually super helpful. So I would say those two steps will commit one verse to memory, okay. and it does not take long at all. It may feel uncomfortable, but it will not take long at all. Um, so the third step is will also depend on how quickly you want to add your next verse to the to your mm -hmm. memory. Um, so let's say you want to do one verse a week. I would say for the, the rest of the week, at least once a day, say that same verse over and over again. That way you're not forgetting it. And let's say you want to add the next verse the next Monday. Now you're going to start with step one again. Okay. And you're going to read the next verse five times. So you're going to read it, read it slowly, think about it. And then after five times, now you're going to try to say the whole verse. Okay, without... verses one and two. No, just one. Oh, just one. No, sorry. Just two. Just two. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to say verse two to yourself. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> so um, that'll take you to the step three. And what you're going to do now is going to repeat step one with verse two. You're going to read it five times. And then after you get to five times, you're going to try say it to yourself without looking at it 10 times. Okay. All right. So now that you've got it 10 times down, you know the verse very well. The third step, well, the fourth step now, is you're going to add verses one and two ah, together. Okay. Um, and this is really important. A lot of people will kind of skip the step and think, oh, I've got the second verse memorized, so yeah. it's not important. But the two have to run into each other. Yeah. And if you don't, then later on when you're trying to combine all the verses together, it's, it's not going to make sense. It's going to be really hard. So now you are going to say verse one and verse two together five times. Ah, yeah. okay. <laughs> all right. And then the same steps are repeated again and again and again. And you're just going to keep adding a verse. So let's say you have... Let's say there are 29 verses in the whole chapter and you have verse one, six, one to 16 down pat. You can say it without looking. You feel very confident. Um, and now you're starting verse 17. I would say you can give the first 16 a break for a couple of weeks since you know it so well. Yeah. And then kind of just start from scratch. Um, that way you're not saying the whole thing. Sure. Um, again and it will take a long time and so until you get to just practice the second half of the chapter um, and then maybe take a week when you're completely done combine everything together and yes yeah okay that's really good because what you're doing is there's a lot of repetition a lot of repetition every single day yeah yeah and i like that you connected the verses yeah instead of just individually memorizing one verse out of your 18 in your chapter you're going to combine them together. Right. That's really good. What's amazing is that the more you do this, the easier your brain forms the habits of committing the verses to memory. So in the beginning, it will feel very clunky, but the more you do it, the quicker it will be committed to your memory um, and the less time you'll have to actually take to work on one verse. Sure. So in the beginning, it was hard, but now I can commit one verse to memory in easily less than five minutes. Yeah. Um, and it really is like eating dessert at the end of a good meal. It's so fun doing it and really, really rewarding. And yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure 
that when you do this, those verses come into your head throughout the week. Not oh, yeah. going over them. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Debbie, how about you? Do you have any thoughts on, you know, how to go about doing this and tips? Well, first, let me back up to what Bronwyn just said. When she shared this method with me a few years ago, wow. Okay. I tried it, and it's amazing. It really helped you. Helped me. Awesome. It really helped me in a big way. And I might add at this point that this lady here, Bronwyn, <laughs> when she starts reciting verses, she goes so fast. <laughs> okay. She No, she goes fast because... <laughs> She knows them yeah. so well. well. So that leads me to my first tip, which is going to be repeated. It's mm-hmm. just repetition, repetition, repetition. You which need is what your to steps practice. Did. Yes. Right. You need yeah. to practice. There's no getting around it. Yeah. You have to practice. You have to be diligent to repeat and practice. So I do this when I go on walks. Um, I write verses on little cards that I have on a little little ring that I carry with me and I go on walks and I I say my verses while I'm walking. Nice. I can also do this while I'm washing dishes, folding clothes, doing mundane tasks that we sure. all have to do like taking a shower. Yes. <laughs> just make your words big enough, yeah, right? Just make your words big enough. Um I also find it helpful to sometimes when you're doing a long passage, you repeat you can be in the habit of repeating the beginning part so many times that that comes easy, but then it's hard to get the rest. So like what Bronwyn had indicated, start in the middle of the passage and go to the end or start with the last verse Hmm. and recite that and then go to the second to the last verse and do the last two verses and go to the third to the last verse and do the last three verses. Because oftentimes if you don't do something like that, you're just repeating the beginning and getting yeah. that down and you're repeating that part more so yeah. you know it better and it seems harder to get the rest and it can get frustrating. Yeah, that makes me think of music because yeah. so, um, you know, my husband is very into music and so when my boys will be sitting to practice piano and they're getting one part wrong, he's like, whoa, 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 go to measure 13 and just yes. review that about 10 times. Let's right. just do measure 13 and 14 mm-hmm. about 10 yeah. times. That's where your problems are. Mm-hmm. And then, cause they always have the first part, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that system is a good one that yes. we can apply with this. Exactly. So that's good. Right. Some other things that you can do is you can write down the scripture using a beautiful script or different colored pens mm-hmm. or pencils for different verses, different parts. Um, accountability. We've talked about that a little bit. That is a huge help mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And, have your kids, have yep. your kids help you. I had my kids when they got older, mm-hmm. um, quiz me on my verses yep. and they get a kick out of that. Boy. Yes. Talk I'm about, sure they do. talk about a little motivation <laughs> yes. for mom to learn yes. the verses. Let me yes. tell you. Or a friend. You <laughs> or can a, have friend. a friend. Do of it course. too. Yeah. Of course. Yes. Um, something else that we've used is the Marco Polo app. Mm-hmm. Oh. Have, have we talked about I this I have before? Marco Polo. Oh, you yeah. Do? Yeah. So it is so convenient because I can record at any time, and then I can also listen to somebody else's recitation at any time that's convenient for me to sit down and listen to it. Delete. Yeah, and you can delete it, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we delete. I was so... Thank you for showing me the delete function. <laughs> um, but by um, using the Marco Polo app... It's a real easy way to help with accountability and you're not feeling like you're interrupting somebody somebody's oh, day because we're all busy, that. right? We're all busy with lots of things that we're doing. Um, and not only 
um, I've not only used this with Bronwyn, but um, I've used it with my daughter out in Idaho as well. Awesome. And that's a real treat to be able to see her reciting verses to me. That's a great idea. Like I talked to my sister who's in California through Marco Polo because we're both super busy, but I love that idea. Yeah. You're using this little bit of technology that it's not a problem to talk to my sister. It works so right. well for us, but it's also cool because you're yeah. using it to actually further you know, some, focus on something eternal. Yeah. Right. And I, mm-hmm. I love that. What a great idea. Mm-hmm. I love Marco Polo because just what you said, you can listen to it whenever. But what a great idea with memorizing scripture. Mm-hmm. You're not having to drive to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. And then I don't want to just leave that person. I want to talk to them for a half hour. So it turns into an hour mm-hmm. after you recite. And yeah. so that's a great idea. That's yep. fabulous. Yep. <laughs> also, can I just add how valuable singing scripture mm-hmm. is to me personally? Mm-hmm. I love to sing. I also love to do hand motions. We didn't talk about that yet, but You're I do love it. You're using hands yes. right now. I am, yes. <laughs> um, I think finding a song um, that fits with scripture that I want to memorize has, has really helped me. And for me, it's just singing it over and over and over. And I know some people don't like that because then they have a hard time speaking it. Mm. But I still think it's a really good way to get it in your brain. Um, I've often, with my kids, we've taken things like the Brady Bunch theme song, you know, the, the beginning um, to the TV show, and used that song mm-hmm. and made it put a scripture with it. And that's been very helpful that's to cool. my kids. But yep. Yes, singing is a wonderful way to memorize. And some people put hand motions, too, like you said, as a memory aid. But I want to encourage you, you listeners, whoever yeah. may be listening... Um, I find that if I just learn it to a song, that if I'm going to say it, share it with somebody, I yeah. feel like I have to sing Yes, and you don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> so if you do learn it to a song, I would encourage you to also then go on to another step and learn how to speak it yeah. without the song or without the hand motions so that yeah. you're not dependent on those things. Um, because it's not always appropriate to break into a song right. when you're sharing right. God's word with well, others. And I think that it's good, even if we're playing music in the background of our mm-hmm. homes oh, yeah. and it's scripture, yeah. mm-hmm. you said earlier, Bronwyn, it doesn't return void. Yeah. Now, granted, memorizing is different than just listening, right. but I do think there's oh, a value in that yeah. too. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So I also said at the beginning, start that over. I also said at the beginning of the podcast that you guys have memorized scripture together. So. How did you specifically do that? Now, I've learned a little bit about Marco Polo, but give me some more because you this is just something you've been doing for a while. Yes. So when I first began memorizing scripture, I was a teenager. And what I would do is I would meet my best friend early in the morning before school, and we would walk together, and we would work on Bible memory together. Oh, that's cool. And I learned way back then how helpful it was to memorize scripture with others, mm. especially having to say it in front of somebody else. Um, it's yeah. just harder to do. So when you do that and you practice that, you just remember it better. Mm-hmm. You, re- I just, yeah, you do. So I think it was probably a couple years ago, mm-hmm. at least two, maybe mm-hmm. a little more than that. I was looking for someone to, to memorize Romans chapter 12 with me. I had been working on my own memories, memorizing passages in the past, like 1 Corinthians 13 and James 1 and actually Psalm 103, and I thought it'd be a good challenge to myself to say the verses regularly to somebody else. So um, I was looking, and I had asked different people, and 
I asked Bronwyn, and she graciously accepted. Yay. But at the time, she was memorizing in Philippians, and I, I had already begun working on Romans 12. But anyway, we just agreed we'd help each other learn. Yeah. So, so you were learning different passages? We were At the time oh, we started, okay. we were learning different passages. And what we would do, we would meet up after church on okay. Sunday morning, and we would say our verses to each other. Nice. And it was a great help, and it was such a joy to do that with Bronwyn. But sometimes it was hard yeah. to find each other after church. Yes. There were a lot of things going on. And so um, in addition to doing that, since there were some Sundays we, we didn't connect, we started meeting at a park occasionally and going for walks and talking and said our verses sometimes even at the playground okay. while Myla, Bronwyn's daughter, was playing. Well, that's a good, you know, that's so, some really good tips about seeing each other after church, like making a time when you're already together. Yeah, so I have um, I have loved um, doing this with Debbie, and I think from what I remember, I think I was doing um, some Bible study at church, and the leaders had partnered me with you, and oh. um, yeah, and so, and but we as um, a Bible study had to memorize Philippians, and so I think I had come to you and was doing... Philippians, and you were doing Romans 12, and you mm-hmm. asked me if I keep you accountable, and I'm like, well, I'm yeah. saying my verses to you. I think, I think that's, I don't know, that might have been, no. my memory's cool. bad, so. <laughs> so is mine. It, does, it doesn't necessarily matter how we got there. We got together, yeah. and it's been a blessing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, um, yeah, I have loved doing this with Debbie, because she's really so consistent and encouraging, and I know she works on it, um, you know, because she wants to, and it's not something I have to beg her to do with me. And she enjoys it as much as I do. And there have been many times where I've just wanted to, um, you know, put it on the back burner because there's so many other things that need to be done. And my time is so, um, can be so rushed in the morning sometimes, but I know that Debbie's working hard on it and, um, I don't want to fall behind. And so that's a really good motivator for me to, to stay on track. So accountability is huge. Um, and we are just about to start Titus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, um, our first book, our first book. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> We did it as a Bible study. Uh, We were in the same Bible study. We studied Titus, so we thought this would be a good one to do next. So, um, but just throwing it out there in the future, if anyone wants to join us in memorizing and need accountability, you are more than welcome. The more, the merrier. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and I would add at this point that in the summer of 2020. Oh. That was a tricky summer. That was a tough (laughs) summer. There was actually a group of four of us that memorized Romans chapter 8 together, and it was such a great Mm -hmm. motivator for me. A summer in Romans 8. Nice. Bronwyn set up a rotation schedule that she um, sent to each of us so that we would say the passage that we were working on for that week to one of the gals via Marco Polo. Yes. Okay. Because we couldn't. We were in right. kind of quarantine. Right. We were a locked bit. down. We couldn't see anybody, but we could see each other on Marco Polo. Yep. Yep. So we did that. So every week we would say it to a different gal in the group, and it was so encouraging for me to hear mm. the other three ladies learning these verses throughout awesome. the summer of 2020. It was phenomenal and and really what a fabulous thing to do with your time Mm -hmm. when we were all in lockdown and we were all home anyway right you know it's a good that was such a cool example of using your time well for something eternal that's great 
Um, now, one thing I, I think about is, when I've mentioned it already, we don't just want to memorize scripture to memorize scripture, right? Like a college right. class. Right. Um, we want it to penetrate our hearts and to change us. Yep. I mean, that's what God's word is supposed to do. So could you share with us a time or two, maybe, um, when you have memorized a passage that really helped you in a situation to fight sin or maybe when you were discouraged about something? And, and tell me how you use that piece of scripture that you had memorized. Okay, well, I'm going to start by um, saying Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intention of the heart. Mm. So there was a time when I was really struggling to love somebody in church, Mm. another gal, and it was a battle within my own heart. Um, Paul wrote a couple of letters to the church at Corinth, and in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul instructs us how and why we, in the church, should love one another. Hmm. So the Lord led me to memorize 1 Corinthians 13. Um, I needed to know how God expected me to love others, and I clearly saw that I was not truly loving someone in particular, but the more I meditated on the scripture passage, as I worked to memorize it, the more the Holy Spirit helped me to realize that really in order to reconcile in this relationship, that I needed to go and ask this person for forgiveness um, because I really wasn't loving her the Mm. way God commands. Mm. And we need to do what is right, and God's word helped me to know what to do in that particular situ- situation. Hmm, that's a really fabulous example because yeah. I'm, I'm guessing every woman listening has had someone in their life that they had a hard time loving. Mm-hmm. I know that I have been there. Mm. So what a great way to apply that verse yeah. and the memor- memorization of right. it. Right. And really it was in memorizing yeah. that I really was convicted and the Holy Spirit yes. gave me the ability to go to this woman and ask for her forgiveness. That's awesome. Yeah. So there, and another example I have, there was a particular season of discouragement, and I decided at that time to memorize Psalm 103. Okay, this was not this year. This was not this year. This was actually several years ago. And the reason I chose Psalm 103 was because I I really wanted to... Um, take my thoughts captive Mm. and to redirect my negative thoughts to positive things. So instead of thinking about sad things, I got my mind thinking about and really dwelling on who God is and how much he loves me. Mm. And sometimes I have to say when I was really struggling, I find I found myself going outside and shouting out loud the verses in order to get my mind on the truth, Mm. um, to get my mind on the things above where Christ is. And I'm telling you, ladies, being able to speak God's word to myself is incredibly helpful. Yes, I agree with you 100%. I think that's such an important thing when we're fighting discouragement, fighting a sin we're struggling with, Mm -hmm. to be able to go back to what God's word says and just kind of, that's why memorizing is good. Because you yes. don't have to go find your Bible right. or grab your right. phone to find your app. You just have it right up right. in your brain. At any time, yeah. you can start talking yeah. to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, <laughs> there have been so many times where um, verses have come to mind to help me fight sin. Um, 
I'll share a practical verse that hits home every time because it seems to come up often. So Philippians 2, 14 and 16 says, Do all things without grumbling or disputing, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation amongst whom you appear as lights in the world. Um, The reason this is so practical is because there's so many times we are tempted to grumble that I am tempted to grumble the third time I'm cleaning the floor today or the, (laughs) you know, there's just things that it's easy to grumble, but having that locked in my mind and my heart, you know, I I actually don't feel comfortable. My conscience won't even let me go there Mm -hmm. to grumble and I sin and I give into it. And, you know, immediately the Lord puts it on my heart to repent because I know there's no excuse. I know yeah. that it is wrong. And so um, it's just one of those verses that hits home every single time. Um, another one is um, just how God values unity in the body of Christ. Um, so, and, and like Debbie was saying, you know, sometimes it is hard to love people or there's conflict in the church. And the verse that comes to mind there constantly is um, Matthew 5, I think it's verse 23 and 24, where it talks about when you are presenting your offerings to the Lord mm. and they realize that your brother has something against you. First, um, be reconciled with your brother and then come and present your offerings. So for me, that just means like, God says, go make it right with your brother first and then come present your offerings, then come and worship me. But that is so important. He wants that first. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. um, The verses that you both mentioned. So the first Corinthians 13 Mm -hmm. and the Philippians two verse are verses that I memorized. Mm -hmm. I have them memorized and the, um, and they have come into handy a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, The first Corinthians 13 passage, just the section, like I think it's four through seven, where it talks about what love is and what love isn't. Mm-hmm. That one I did teach my kids yeah. with the Brady Bunch song, just so you know, <laughs> that was one of them. Okay. But boy, when you start to recite, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy. I may be in a different version than you. I know that's okay. You can you that's can learn right. in a different yeah, version. Yeah, totally <laughs> boy, does that come in handy yeah. when my mm-hmm. heart wants to envy. Mm-hmm. And I go, wait a minute, that's not love. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I learned. And the, and the one that you mentioned, Bronwyn, I memorized in high school. It was, it has stuck in my head since then, you know, do all things without grumbling or complaining. That's what my version said, but that's pretty, that's a Mm -hmm. tall order. It doesn't just say do some things Mm -hmm. that would have been so much easier to follow, (laughs) you know, do all things. So I love those two verses, those passages, I should say, and I love your applications. What a great encouragement. You know, this is what scripture memory is for is for Mm -hmm. us to fight sin and challenging things in our lives and maybe we're having difficulty and discouragement and using it. I love that. That's great. Mm -hmm. Actually, a few weeks ago um, on a different episode, I interviewed Jeanette Cornwell and we talked about prayer, which was a fabulous time of conversation. She was, for being very young, she Mm -hmm. had a lot of really good things. All right. uh, Praying scripture is so rich and powerful and it is um, way easier to do when you actually have it locked in your heart to be able to pray back to him. So I don't often pray word for word the different verses that I've memorized okay. over the time, over time, but um, I use the verses that I have memorized to inform my prayers, and um, hmm. it has changed my prayer life immensely. So I'll pray that, so for instance, these are things that I would pray for daily. Um, so I'll pray that each member of 
my family will be filled with all the fullness of Christ, and I'll pray that unity and sound doctrine will be highly valued in our church. I'll pray that God um, help us to use and know all the spiritual blessings Mm. He has given us in Christ Jesus. I'll pray that God um, will help me to live as Christ in humility and count others as more significant than myself. So these are all from different verses that Mm -hmm. I've memorized over the years. Yeah, those are really good. It's good to, you know, I like how you said it didn't have to necessarily be exactly word for word, Mm -hmm. but those are, why not memorize, why not pray? Why not pray the things that God has already put in scripture? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How about you, Debbie? Yes, I often pray scripture for my children. Now that they are all adults, I don't get to see them often. And there are times when they will, there are times when they will ask me specifically to pray for them in some way. And then there are times when I don't know exactly what to pray for them. Mm -hmm. So by using scripture to pray for them, I have confidence that I am praying for God's will to be done Mm. in their lives. Mm. And I know that God is faithful to all generations. Mm. One of my deepest desires for them is that they be filled with the knowledge of God's will and live in a way that is pleasing to Him. 3 John verse 4 says, I have no greater joy than this to hear of my children walking in the truth. There are so many great prayers in the Bible that we can use to pray yeah. for our kids. I remember, Debbie, a long time ago, mm-hmm. like in a group setting, you mentioning these books by Jody Burnt. Mm-hmm. Did I say her name right? And I remember I went out and bought them. One of them was praying for our teenage son or praying for our teenage daughter, praying for her husband or for our children. And they were, have been very helpful to me yeah. because they're actually just scripture. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have them memorized, but they're actually okay. scripture yep. and they're really helpful because I think of things I never would have thought to pray for. Mm-hmm. And that's been very, very helpful. So we've actually recommended those on our podcast we did with Jeanette a few months ago, yes. but we'll put that in our show notes because you may want to pick one of those copies up because they're yeah. helpful. You know, It's very helpful. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we've been talking a lot about how we as adults memorize scripture. Mm-hmm. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about how we could help children um, to memorize scripture. Uh, we have a lot of moms who listen. Um, we're all moms sitting here. Mm-hmm. And even if, we're, even if someone listening is not a mom, they probably have children in their life somewhere that they can right. encourage to help them memorize scripture. I also think it's interesting because we all have different stages. So mm-hmm. like, Brian, when you have r- young children, mm-hmm. how old is your oldest? Three. Okay. So you have little, little yeah. ones. And my oldest is um, 22, which I think is the same age as your youngest, Debbie. Uh, my youngest, yeah, he's almost 24. Okay, so close. Yeah. So we all have, and my youngest is 10, so we all kind of cover mm-hmm. it here. Yeah, this is we good. Do. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how we can help children memorize. Bronwyn, start with the littlest ones. Okay, so um, I will say that I'm amazed at how much a little child can lock in her little mind. (laughs) They can memorize way more than you think. And actually really, they do enjoy the process of memorizing it. If they see you enjoying it and I'm no expert here. And I've learned from a lot of women at our church who do this really well, but um, I'm just going to throw out some things that I've observed. Yeah, that's great. Um, So repetition as with adults, with children yes. is key. Yes. Um, they are going to struggle in the beginning, but the more they hear it and say it, the more the verses will really stick. And there were times when I'd get discouraged because in the moment, um, my little daughter didn't seem to get it. She just struggled no matter how hard we tried. And the next day she would just say it 
like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I would be so amazed and she would nail it. Um, and we would memorize as a family. Um, as So as a family, we would do family devotions. And then we would, so for instance, we did the Psalm 103. Um, we would take turns with uh, me, my husband, and my three-year-old um, saying the verses each individually. And it cool. would get just become a game and we'd, we'd all get really excited. And my daughter would just, she couldn't wait to be the one to say it. And um, we'd have little um, treats if mm. milestones were met. She would, she really, her motivation was the treats. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she did it. Um, and also, I think I got her on Marco Polo saying it to yeah. Debbie a lot too. Mm. And she would get so excited about that, especially because Debbie would send messages back encouraging her and then sing Psalm 103 to her as well. Oh. Um, yeah, she mm. loved it. And I would just give her the phone and she would walk away and go say it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yeah. So I think what I would say to encourage young um, moms with young kids is that set your expectations higher than you are. They, they can, are capable of way more than you think they can do. Yeah, that's really good advice. And I also love that you gave her treats. Yeah. So I, I think that might motivate me. So. <laughs> I, I think one of the things that's helpful with kids is to have some kind of reward system. Right. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's a few M&Ms, but maybe it's something else. I know that learning God's word is a reward, yeah. right? We know that, <laughs> yeah. but it is helpful for them. It might be a small bag of candy or maybe something bigger when they get through a big verse or a passage. Um, I love that. Actually, um, as we have been memorizing Psalm 103, we have this amazing gentleman and his wife in our group. <laughs> and um, this uh, gentleman owns a monster truck. Oh boy! So let me tell you this story. <laughs> it's really cool. One of the little boys in our group, he's six, and... Um, he actually made a deal with him, the gentleman did, that if you memorize all of Psalm 103, I'll let you and your dad drive this monster truck. <laughs> so um, that was what he really wanted. And you know what? The six-year-old did it. Wow. He rocked those verses like nobody's business. And um, I'm going to have to make a video of him uh, driving that truck. Yeah, it's I can't really wait cool. to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So Debbie, how about you? How did you help your kids memorize? Um, and also, now that you're a grandma... Mm. Um, have you seen your kids carry this onto their children or how do you help them okay. with that? Well, as you both know, children are such a blessing from the Lord, a gift that brings an abundance of joy and the privilege of teaching them God's ways. Mm -hmm. um, when they're young, their potential to learn is so amazing and actions and beliefs go hand in hand. So the lessons they learn when they're really little will shape their lives forever. Amen. <laughs> so I started my children learning Bible verses when they were still in the high chair. A friend gave me the ABC Scripture Memory Book, published by Scripture Memory Fellowship. Love it. I know yeah. that book I have. Yeah. It's got some neat drawings <laughs> in it, too. Yep. It's a Bible, it has a Bible verse for each letter of the alphabet, along with an explanation of the verse. So, for example, A, all we like sheep have gone astray. Mm -hmm. B, but he was wounded for our transgressions. C. Children, obey your parents. We hung out on that page a lot. <laughs> <laughs> D. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Mm -hmm. And so on. So that's the way I started with my children. And it's not something you created. It's a no. book you just purchased right. and you just used it. Right. Someone Spiral else's bound, system. Spiral bound. Yeah. You know, if it, something was spilled on it, you could wipe it off. Yeah. You know, it... We'll put it's that a, in. We'll put that in our show yeah. notes so people can yeah. go find that. Yeah. Um, something else I did that you referred to earlier was playing scripture songs songs at home or in the car. It, it may be just background music, yeah. but yep. 
children are little sponges and they soak it all up yep. and they can learn just yeah. by hearing it in the background. Yeah. If they can recite the yeah. radio commercials, they oh, can yeah. learn a song oh, like for that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I homeschooled my kids. And so Bible memory was part of the curriculum we used um, K through 12. And by about middle school, um, the Bible memory curriculum was memorizing the book of Proverbs. Oh, wow. Wow. So by the time they were a senior in high school, they finished the book of Proverbs. So it was over several years obviously, that they yeah. they did this. But one of the things that I had them do was every Friday morning, they would call their godmother, a godly older woman, who is still memorizing scripture today. Awesome. And she's using Marco Polo with me. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. And it was on the phone. There was no FaceTime, no apps. This was, you know, dial on the phone. Right. And so they would say the verses to her, and it help them they loved her dearly and they loved talking to her on the phone and she was just Mm -hmm. tremendously encouraging yes and very sweet and then actually something that really blessed me when my kids were older one of my sons when he was an older teen he might have actually been first year in college he memorized the book of James with an older friend now I never asked him to do that his, he and his friend decided to do that together, and each week they got together to say the verses to each other. That's awesome. And that was such an encouragement to me. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And okay, so as I said before, my grandchildren all live far away. Yes. Um, but during FaceTime chats or little video recordings that are sent to me, I hear what they are learning, mm. and it is such a sweet, sweet joy to hear my grandchildren recite Bible verses. Hmm. Recently, I had an opportunity to visit my daughter Ashley in Idaho. <laughs> and one activity we did together, she and I, was to recite scripture, scripture memory verses to each other. And one afternoon we were doing this, and her son Jonathan all of a sudden spontaneously joined in <laughs> saying the verses with his mama. Aww. And that was delightful. Yes. And every evening... Before putting Jonathan to bed, my son-in-law, Nate, asked Jonathan various catechism questions. And wow, what big truths, Jonathan, who is about two and a half, not quite three, um, he could recite these to his papa and his mama. Mm. It was amazing. Every night they sat down and did this before bed. They used a book called Big Truths for Little Kids, Teaching Your Children to Live for God. It was Mm. written by Susan Hunt and Richie Hunt. That's a great book. Do you have it? Yes, and I have used it with my younger kids because I mm-hmm. didn't get it until my younger until yeah. I had younger kids. Like yeah. I didn't have it with my older ones, but it's great because it includes verses. Like it, it correlates the um, catechism question with a verse. Like mm-hmm. it, it supports it, and I like that too. So you can see the whole big right. picture. Yeah, those are really good. And again, my favorite thing about these is you don't have to come up with your own system. Mm-hmm. Right. You can just get this book. You can get the ABC mm-hmm. and use it. Um, and, you know, I, I actually have been working on scripture with my kids. I will say that one of the number one best mm. things that I've ever done to help my kids memorize scripture, when especially when they're in the elementary age, is to get them into our scripture memory program at church called Awana. 
Um, and Awana is something that churches buy, but there are lots of them, you know, lots mm -hmm. of programs like this. And um, it is available all over the country, and this particular one's a popular one. But it's really great for us. It's Wednesday night. The kids come. They have a small group leader. They go in. They memorize scripture all week. Then they come, and they, it's the accountability. They say it to their leader. They can say as many verses as they want. They can say one verse. And it's just to get them going. And, and I had a privilege of being a part of this program in, in helping to organize it and run it. And I loved it. It was great. And I'll tell you one thing. I learned more memorizing scripture yeah. with my kids because I was helping them go over it. Mm -hmm. I mean, things that I learned from there. And then I have little hand motions because that's how yeah. we learned it. But it's really good. And repeating it with them is great. And it's just so important to have that be a part of your routine, I think, with kids. I think that's been helpful. Okay, so I was also wondering, you know, just like we talked about how memorizing scripture, we can learn it and it helps our kids. Yeah. What about, have you ever seen the fact that you've memorized scripture be something that has impacted somebody else around you in some way? Hmm. Yeah, I've seen this often. And I'd say the most recent case was when my husband's friend from Cleveland came to, over for dinner and we were just talking about God and he couldn't wrap his head around the fact that God would choose us. And he even said, I don't think the Bible actually says that. <laughs> and so immediately Ephesians 1, 4 came to mind. So just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. Mm. So I said the verse to him, and he was blown away by how explicit the Bible is on it. Um, and I know that if I had not committed it to memory, I would not only have known where it was, right. but I probably wouldn't have known it was even in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like that little piece nugget of truth right. was an impact to this gentleman. That's yeah. great. Hmm. I agree 100% too that you have to have it already in your brain. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. when, when I've met with women or met with anybody and they're struggling through something, mm -hmm. if I have to go, hang on a second, let me go get my Bible, or let me Google verses for discouraged people. It just doesn't work, you know? It just doesn't have the same impact, you know? No, right. So I think it's good that we have it in our brain so we can pull it out, yeah. Okay, so one more question. Do you ever think we are done memorizing? Like, could we get to a point where we go, I'm done, I've learned everything I need to learn, or it's just too hard? And what would you say to somebody who feels like that? Okay, you are never too old. I suppose some people think I'm really old, but, <laughs> but there are dear friends, like I mentioned before, that are older than I am, and they're still memorizing mm -hmm. Scripture. Now, it does get harder to memorize as you get older. However, God has given us in His Word all we need for life and godliness. His Spirit dwells within us. He is our helper, so we need to ask Him for help, yep. and He'll help. He is faithful. There have been many times in my life when I didn't work on Bible memorization because I thought I couldn't do it, or I was too busy, or I was too easily distracted by other things. But actually, I was, I was just being lazy, mm -hmm. and I didn't make it a priority. I wasn't intentional about it. So I would say determination, diligence to practice, 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 yeah. and having accountability with some, somebody else is incredibly helpful. Hmm. That's good. That's good to remember those things. I like the practice, 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 because I think it's easy to think it's going to happen fast, but it's not right. necessarily. Mm -hmm. You know, keep going, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bronwyn, what about you? Yeah, one thing I say to Debbie often is that we can go as fast or as slow as we are comfortable, and there's no rush to get through passages because this is something we will probably be doing the rest of our lives. Mm. And you just don't want to get um, so 
overwhelmed that you get discouraged and then just stop. Um, I, I'm a firm believer in there's so many things in life that are really just a muscle that has to be worked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That includes being a hard worker, being a reader, and then memorizing scripture. It's mm-hmm. not something that comes naturally to most people. And so I've seen a three-year-old do it and do it well. I've seen 70-year-olds do it and do it well. And it is a matter of just working hard at it. Um, and it's pretty amazing. And one of the most rewarding things you can do, and so it's I would say it's never too late to start um, because even if you are 70 and it does seem like it is taking a little longer to do it, if you train that muscle, it will grow. Mm -hmm. I also think there's a benefit. I heard somebody say the other day um, to ask ourselves the question, is this something that has eternal value Mm -hmm. or temporal Mm -hmm. value? And I think memorizing scripture, including reading scripture, but Mm -hmm. both things have eternal value oh, definitely um you know organizing my sock door does not <laughs> i mean i like it organized mm. but i can actually memorize scripture well i organize there my you sock go door, it is so a mundane task that's right <laughs> so we can do it but i think that's a good question to ask and to maybe try to fit in make sure we're working on that every day you guys have really motivated me and i really mean that i'm telling mm. you truth in this that's really cool um All right, so this is just a very practical episode, and now it's time for not only me, but everybody who's listening to pick something to do, right? Maybe this is your first time thinking about memorizing scripture, and you just need to start like with a verse. So get a verse out, get a little index card, stick it up on your fridge, or put a screenshot of it on your phone so you have a place where you can go over it and over it and over it. Um, Maybe you want to you know, step it up a notch and try something longer. Um, maybe you want to work on a longer passage. I actually have memorized all of Philippians 4, and I think that's a really good one to start with. But mm-hmm. any of the ones that Debbie or Bronwyn suggested that we're going to put in our show notes are really good because they're they're rich and they have some really, I like verses that are practical. So mm-hmm. I think that's helpful too. I love the idea that you guys did this together, that you did the Marco Polo thing and, and worked together on it. I think it's good. Grab a friend. Like, I think I need to do that. I need to ask someone to help me do this. And we need to start. Maybe we shouldn't start with Psalm 119, which I think is the longest chapter in the Bible, right? Yeah, right yeah. Maybe start with a shorter one, right? But, um, but it's so good. And get someone to come alongside of you. I think that's mm-hmm. a, a really helpful thing. I'm so glad you ladies were on today with me. Thanks Thanks for having well, us. thank you for having us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Debbie, would you be willing to pray for us and our listeners? Sure. All right. Heavenly Father, you are the creator of all things, and you have given us everything we need for life and godliness in your word, the Bible. Thank you so much for revealing yourself to us and for calling us to be your people. We praise you, for you are worthy of all praise. You, Lord, are compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness. I ask that you would cause us to hunger and thirst for you, to know you, to know your word. Help each of us hide your word in our hearts that we would not sin against you. Thank you for showing us our sin, and as we confess our sins, thank you for being faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Help us to set our minds on things above where Christ is, seated at your right hand. Help us to put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, 
gentleness and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone. Hmm. Fill us, Lord, with the knowledge of your will, with all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that we would walk in a manner worthy of you, to please you in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work. Amen. Lord, may others see Christ in us, the hope of glory. Father God, may all glory be to Christ alone. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, join us next week as we have another guest on this episode uh, to talk about one more aspect of some spiritual disciplines. We're going to talk about the importance of church and church fellowship and being a part of your local body. It's a really, really good episode. The lady that I'm bringing on has such a passion for church. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. And I love that you brought it up, Bronwyn, at yeah. the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I think it's on my brain oh. here because you brought up how important it is to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. Hey, remember every episode of Unshaken Drops every Thursday. And this summer we've had a new episode drop each week of our book chat that drops on Thursdays too. So thanks for listening to both of those. Remember that when everything around you is shaking... You can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God. Until next time.